The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Friendly Call, we, we've talked to them before, and they've been around for quite some time now, but they had a get-together uh, in the last week or so for over a 100 of their clients. Jackie Fitzgibbon is coordinator. Jackie, good morning. Hi, Jackie. Good morning, PJ. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. This is going on a while now. When was Friendly Call set up? Well, Friendly Call was set up back in 2010 uh, up here in Grona Borja, where we're still based, PJ. So we're, we're embedded in the community up here in Churchfield. And the idea is what? So I suppose our core activity there is ringing older people, by and large, who are isolated and lonely in their home and trying to, I suppose, offer friendship and connection and maybe try and reconnect some of them that are able uh, with services or activities in their community. Uh, we have some people who are younger, but, but the largest cohort of our people would be over 65. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got very lonely during and after COVID. COVID. COVID was a lonely time for us all, and it made you very busy. Oh, absolutely. The the numbers doubled over COVID, uh, essentially. So that, that was huge for Friendly Call. Uh, and there was a big scramble, obviously, to, to cover those calls so that people uh, would, would have some kind of connection throughout the COVID period, which, of course, was particularly isolating for older people who were asked to cocoon, um, you know. So, I mean, yeah, our, our figures jumped and they didn't really go down uh, afterwards. They stayed the same. Who makes the calls and what do you talk about? Um, so, gosh, uh, we have uh, we have a raft of dedicated volunteers uh, who make a, the con- a considerable amount of the calls for us. We have some people on a community employment scheme and two scheme who help us out in the office as well here and help cover calls too um, for when our volunteers aren't available or they're away. Um, and what we talk about, gosh, I suppose because we're Irish and we're from Cork, we don't have anything to talk about without <laughs> problems finding things to talk about, uh, PJ. Um, I mean, I suppose the volunteers would get to, would have a set group of people, so they'd often get to know these people over many years and have a very deep relationship mm-hmm. with them, uh, you know. But we talk about everything, what's on the news, the weather, what's coming up, you know, Christmas with people, uh, appointments they may have. You know, we might be the only person someone talks to that day. Yeah. Uh, so they may be talking about how they're feeling or if they were going out that day or if they were going to see anyone. Um, so, you know, it, 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 some of it's just chit-chat and some of it then goes a lot deeper. And would it be the same person calling me every day, say, at the same time? So y- so, so, so that depends. Yeah, yes, at the same time. So we have people when when we first get on to people or they first come on our books, they choose whether they wanted a morning call, an earlyish call in the morning, a late call in the morning, or afternoon. Uh, so we try and keep to that, obviously. And um, once you're allocated your volunteer, then you would have that person all the time. Uh, you know, um, if if it comes back here to the office and we're covering calls, which sometimes happens when volunteers are away or when someone's new on the books, you might have a different person. Some people love that. Some people prefer having a couple of different people ringing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and even then, it's the same two or three people maybe, uh, you know, and some people then like having their one person that they get used to. So we're all different, I suppose, like that, you know. I imagine... If you're talking to someone on a regular basis, you can pick up on things like distress. Could it be the first alert that someone is distressed? 
Often, yeah, often, PJ, to be honest with you. And often people will come to us and say, you know, tell us that they're having a problem about something because, I suppose, for one thing, because it's just someone to talk to, but also that we might be able to offer some assistance or guidance or put them in connection with someone else uh, in the community uh, or in the health service who might be able to help them. Um, But yeah, we'd know our people very well. Obviously, we're a small little charity up here uh, in the north side and we know nearly everyone, you know, certainly by name, but also by personality. So if you got on to someone and they were off form, you'd know straight away. If you tried to ring someone that didn't answer, you'd know whether it was like them or not, whether they were out, you know, ha- having a walk more than likely, sure. uh, or whether they were the type of person who always answered, and it was very strange that they didn't. Mm-hmm. That, uh, in, that might flag yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, it certainly would. I mean, if that happened now, a volunteer would usually ring me and say, look, I was trying to ring Charlie or Mary there, and they always answer. If they don't answer, they always ring me back, uh, and I haven't spoken to them. Um, so when someone comes on, on on friendly call here, we we normally try and get a contact of a neighbour or a family member that we call in in such an event, and we give them a quick call then and say, look, we couldn't get on to Mary today. Is everything okay? Is she in the hospital? Could you have a look in her and check? So I regularly do that. Mostly, luckily, PJ, they've just gone out down to get sure. their pension course, or something like that, you know. But it, it's 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 a security as well, you know, Absolutely. and people appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and it's all free. There's no charge for any of this. Oh, yeah, no charge. It's completely free, yeah. You had a meet-up. Tell me about that. We did. On Wednesday, we were inside in the Metropole Hotel. So this was our first... Uh, Christmas event since before COVID. I think it was 2019 uh, when the last one was, so it would have been four years. Um, so we did a big Christmas dinner and uh, gosh, I mean, I, I, I was wondering if we'd get 100 people. We ended up being inundated with people wanting to come uh, amongst our volunteers and our clients. I think there was just a huge appetite at this stage for people to get back out in the world. Uh, earlier in the year, people were still worried um, because the hospital's been full and, sure. and, and stuff like that. Whereas I think now people are feeling a bit more relaxed and also they're just really missing the company. Yeah. Um, so we had a fabulous time. The Metropole threw on a beautiful uh, dinner. The Lord Mayor came and sang a few songs for us. All our volunteers came and, uh, again, some of them would have not met their clients because they would have come on to Friendly Call during COVID. They would never have met them face to face. So that's always really special, PJ, when someone uh, comes up and goes, is is Michael here? And you go, that's him over there. Uh And uh, it's like old friends meeting at an airport or something. It's really heartwarming. That's lovely. Really heartwarming. Jackie, I I, I know it is mostly... Uh, older people that that you work with, but maybe you could address uh, yourself, if you would, to this rather distressed young mom who got in touch with us yesterday. She feels terribly yeah. isolated. Um, friends have left her life because of this problem she has with her young lad with additional needs. It takes over your world when you have a child like that. Any advice you'd offer to her? Absolutely. I mean, we have some people like that on on our books. We have some younger people and even some older people who have children with special needs like that. And it can be very isolating Um, because, again, it's just hard to get out and get into your community and and do things, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when you've got a commitment like that. I mean, 
obviously here in Friendly Call, we try to, to reach people like that as, as well for a chat. And I think, I mean, certainly up here where we are in Churchfield, there's an awful lot of groups uh, and activities and support groups in the community. I'd urge that woman to see if there was anything in her own community um, that she could connect into. Sometimes they can be hard to find, uh, PJ, because yeah. they don't have big websites or anything like that. You know, you have to try and... But I'd urge her maybe to uh, approach one of her local okay. community organisations and see, okay. you know, there may be a group of other like-minded parents where at least she'd get a bit of company and have a coffee and could mm. bring her child, um, you know, or somewhere where she could have an out look for herself if she did have anyone to mind the children for a couple of hours and she could get out and do a course a social course a knitting course anything Mm -hmm. uh, to get her out and just to get her a little bit of human contact it's so important for people you know would you identify with what John said in Bilbao and what Brendan said yesterday that the first step is yours to make Oh, gosh. I mean, I suppose ultimately it is, unfortunately, in society, because if no one else knows that you have this problem, then then they mightn't reach out to you, you know. Um, now, that can be very hard for people when they're fe- feeling isolated. Sure. Uh, you know, social inclusion, you know, people can turn in on themselves. So it becomes more and more difficult than maybe to, to go out and look for something. Um, so I suppose, look, it, it is the person will need to make a step themselves. But I I guess I'd urge all of us to look around us as well and say, you know, is there someone in our community that looks a bit lonely, that looks a bit lost? Could you just say hello to them at the bus stop? Could you, you know, drop in and ask them if they wanted to come for a coffee? Could you just reach out a small bit over the Christmas period and look, if if they don't want it, then that's fine. You've only asked. Indeed. There's never any harm in doing that. And we all can do that, uh, BJ, you know. And Irish people are good at it, I think, you know. But we just need to start again. COVID kind of, I suppose, again, pushed us all away from, from doing too much like that. Uh, and I think we just need to get back to it, you know. All right. OK, we'll leave it there for today, Jackie. Thank you very much. Jackie Fitzgibbon, coordinator of Friendly Call. And you will find them, start the ball rolling, if you want to bring a friendly call into your life, 21 four three oh two three one oh oh two one four three oh two three one oh that's a friendly call car courts 96 fm